Welcome, and welcome back to the Premier League Soccer Podcast, where two American idiots uh, talk about everything Premier League and soccer related. Um, been a little bit returning after a brief hiatus. We've um, missed you all so much. All yeah, thousands, thousands of you. Of, <laughs> you must have been, you know, wondering where we went. Um, Julian is, uh, oh, I'm your host, Andy Woodhall. I am your other host, Julian Bluen. Um, who's in Canada right now. So we're an international company now. Uh, <laughs> and I've been hiding under a rock. We're doing some marketing company. for us in, in new markets, you know, really trying to expand our Maybe base. Going to translate into French for the Quebecois <laughs> out there who, who just are dying to yeah, can't get enough. what we're talking. Yeah, yeah you exactly. can't get enough of EPL soccer in Quebec. Yeah. Those French Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. Um, yeah, so this is episode 10. Um, coming out of a couple of weeks of soccer that were missed, I think it was game week um, 12 and 13. Um, so, you know, we're heading into the um, Boxing Day, some exciting matches. Um, this is a pretty pivotal time in the Premier League, seeing where people wind up. It's typically close to where they are now. Um, sad news for some. Uh, uh, better news for others, but before we get started, um, I want to bring our sponsor for the episode, um, which is actually more of a, uh, it's a, you know, a, a nonprofit type of, um, it's for the Santa Claus down at the Steamtown Mall, um, who's being sued, um, for, uh, poor working conditions for elves who are not registered as, as employees, um, and considered, children really right considered abusive conditions but we've had this back and so if you're ready to donate and back santa claus and save christmas <laughs> uh go to gofundme slash santa backslash soccer podcast um you know elves aren't really people anyway so they fall exactly. under human rights laws i don't think so exactly um Love doing it for a good cause yeah uh, um yeah, on that note, I think we're going to mix it up. We were uh, not to go through every game over the last two weeks um, that we've missed, but I think just run through the table, kind of see where everyone is these days um, based on, um, yeah, recent results and kind of where we think they're going to wind up and maybe how far they were from our original predictions. Um, going to toot my own horn here. Liverpool are at the top, which was – for my prediction. Yep. Um, I mean, they just look really good. Um, I think the the big thing for me, for them, was that win against Tottenham. Um, uh, that would look like it was going to be a draw. Um, I thought they really made Tottenham not look like the title contenders that everyone was, even myself, was kind of touting them up to be yeah. once they, they went against a big team like Liverpool. Um, Firmino got that late goal. That was huge. Um, and especially for him yeah he needed that he definitely he's had that. so much criticism he's taken so much and he, he does gets a lot of slack yeah he does and he does so much for that team and even i've at times been like he doesn't put up enough numbers but good for him yeah and he had um I, mean, I they had the the one one draw against, um, fulham. against fulham which you could consider a blip you know well fought for fulham that's a tough point to come away with um but that then seven nil annihilation of, of Crystal Palace <laughs> just kind of reinstated, I think, that confidence that they 
that yeah. they deserve and yeah and just you know they're at the top and i think with good reason um i think the scoreline of that game was a little bit unfair to palace if you watched like the first half it was really close palace were on the break and it could have been i think it was almost one um it was a poor cutback um and then palace missed it and the next thing you know liverpool score close all half and then by the end it's it's yeah pretty rough to see but um yeah, I think what what is it? Why are they? You see them play, and you never feel, and like you know, with Tottenham, they've looked really good as of late. But there's always that kind of holding your breath moment with Liverpool. It never really feels that yeah. way, you know. No, it doesn't, and it's, it's scary. If if any other team, every other team in the Premier League, I should say, every other team should be so afraid of Liverpool now. Not not just because of how well they're playing but because I maintain that they have faced all of the challenges and and sort of disadvantages, if you will, that they could have faced in this first half of the season. They've come through it and they're still yeah. by a margin and they look great. So it's, you know, you, you talk about all these injuries to key players and they, they're just unfazed by it all. And then, yeah. and then Absolutely. they, they have a little setback against Fulham and you're like, Ooh, like, could this, could this be a sign of, you know, maybe some, some rocky times ahead for them. And I just, it's so annoying how Klopp can just rally them. They come out for the next game, just so hungry. It's absurd. Yeah. I, I always I, compare them to like caged dogs that, come <laughs> that are suddenly let that are prodded a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like yes. Yeah. Um, I think you're getting a little static, by the way, from something. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, they, and that's what, as an Arsenal fan, it's like the polar opposite. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing for me is like, how do you get that out of a team? Because you never, they come out with confidence and hunger and desire like every game, and that's what I think we're lacking. Not, not to we don't we don't have to get into that yet, but just like to your point, that's what. I think signifies Klopp as the kind of coach that he is. Um, it's not always, I mean, he has, he has a style, right? He has tactics. No one's saying he's like a, a tactless no, no. coach, no. but so much of it, it's like 75% of that. And then the 25% is just getting the players to want it more than anyone else. They win the second yeah. ball. They press hard the whole time. And yeah. is it, is it a fitness thing? Does he have some kind of free fitness regime? Must, must, because they they seem. I agree. They seem so much fitter. I mean, you talk the game you brought up against Crystal Palace, um, where yeah, Crystal Palace plays well in the first half, and then they get destroyed in the end. That that display in the second half is is no no accident. I think it's it's absolutely to do with how fit these guys are. They can outlast. Yeah, yeah. Spurs, Spurs. They did the thing to spurs laid on bam yeah especially in those big games that are like really expansive and tire players out yeah. they just get that extra yeah five ten minutes of energy that that puts them over yeah. um you know and and like i said kind of in the intro a little bit where this is the time of year where if it's at christmas where you are on the table there's some statistic that i can't remember about um the the odds of winning the league when you're top of the table by Christmas time is pretty big. Um, and obviously this year's so close, it's kind of tough to tell, but yeah. I think that says something that, that they're there um, and up by four points right now. So, yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's still, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's still a couple holes in the team for me. That's um, for sure. They're not as strong as they were last year. There's no doubt about that. Injuries have played their part. I don't, I don't really trust either of Reese Williams or Matip. Um, and I think those that. are the weaknesses. Um, like Son in that in that game against Spurs, he 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 was clearly targeting Reese and got his both as a yeah. reward for it. Yeah, and that's that's probably something they're going to have to you know keep in mind. Um, do you think they buy someone in, in January? We've had this conversation many times. I don't. They're starting they to look way more polished in the back than when he was first injured. He played so many Van Dyke. That is, uh, he played so many games for them that they it did feel like, uh, oh my God, what are we doing? And now they've kind of found the rhythm a bit and know how to play without him. Yeah, you have Fabinho. I think yeah. it's as simple as that. If, if if it wasn't for Fabinho, I think we'd be talking about a very different, very different dynamic, very different results. In tight games against Spurs, you suddenly have Matt Tip and Reese Williams trying to figure it out between them. Again, yeah. Son and Kane. Oof. Yeah, good point. Um, and we I think we talked about it when they signed Fabinho. Felt like no one really had him on their radar. They signed him for 35. The rumor started Tuesday. They signed him Friday, and it was like, oh, cool. Like, I guess they got another great midfielder. Yeah. Um, but he's more than that, to your yeah. point. And usually that's a bad thing. You know, these these uh, these very, uh, whatever, um, flexible players who can play in different positions, I think yeah. I yeah, think yeah, of yeah. that kind of a negative. You haven't really gotten good at any of your positions. Um, yeah. But it's not the case for him. He's just world class, whether he plays CDM or center back. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. Um, they've got a great squad and, and to give them credit, it's been a long time of building and waiting. And so it's not all, not yeah. to sound like it's so easy for them. I'm sure it was a lot of hard work, you know? Yeah, um, that's true. They do great. They do amazing recruitment. Yeah. The rest of, rest of us are just, we look like amateurs. Yeah. I mean, there was a rumor about Salah to, to Man United um, or some, or sorry, Man United to, to Real Madrid. It's <laughs> like to Man United. Well, it's easy, I mean, the rumor it's easy to mix easy. up Real Madrid and Man United. I get yeah. I get where, where you're making this. Well, I think also <laughs> there's been so many rumors. Neymar to Man United. That, that's not that unrealistic. Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's just, I saw rumors of him going to Real and Barcelona and at this point, you know, what is it's maybe a step down. Like Liverpool are the best in the Premier League, which is the toughest league, and then, you know, they're kind of expected to win Champions League as well. So right. um anyways. Um next down the list is uh Leicester, who look great. Um again, you know, I think we'll see how they finish just based on Brennan Rogers historicals but james madison looks so so good marty's still like i don't know how he's still doing what he does he still runs faster than like anyone and he's oh it's absurd he's old he's old yeah i thought that would slow down and he didn't a lot of strikers do i don't know if it has to do with the shorter career like he just Mm, he came out of the scene at 26 instead of like 18 yeah he's got brand new knees you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, and didn't do too much for England. He did, I think, like one euro. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. And he yeah. didn't even seem that interested in doing more than that. It was like, cool, thanks. It's a waste of time international. So <laughs> um, until the yeah. World Cup comes around. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but doing yeah. all these all these nation league games like i don't even get it just save no, your legs that's a waste play the youth um euro you're it's not europa league it's the euro sorry the euro cup or whatever you want to call it that's you know cup america i think those are worthwhile enough yeah, yeah. but um yeah i mean he looks he looks great harvey barnes is still kicking and I mean, they had the one two zero loss to Everton. Um, yes, yeah, great for Everton. Turned their season around. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, they they they've been strong. One thing I noticed about their stats was they have nine wins and five losses. They don't really tie games. It's either <laughs> you know what I mean. It's it's all or nothing. Yeah. Um, We're a little bit like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's why we have terrible losses. It feels like, and then we have these comeback wins. Anyways, not to get into our no, no, they're they're next on the list, so it's fair. But uh, no, I just want to say, yeah, like Harvey Barnes. Um, we talked about his conversion rate, but he looks good. He's he's creating opportunities. I think is the biggest thing. Uh, just the way that he drives at people, he's very direct. But yes. that's what you need sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think he's he's taking a, the next step up. For a while, we were both. I at least I was skeptical that he could. Yeah. Uh, become more of a threat, more lethal, more direct. Um, but now, yeah, he's taking players on and he's looking to t- get shots off and he's scoring goals here and there. It's looking pretty promising. Yeah, I think he's a great partner for Vardy too because they, they're both – because a lot of times Vardy breaks away and then he's all alone up there because he's so fast, you know, and there's no one who can keep up. And so Barnes is able to. Um, yeah, and then their midfield's great. Um, Tielemans looks incredible, still so young. Um, and then they had, uh, I'm blanking on his, um, Napoli's Mendy, blanking on his first name, Mend, uh, Mendy, the, the center defensive. Yeah. Center it looks great. And then Didi's coming back to, yes. um, James Madison's very silky Albrighton. I hate him. I hate him so much, but I'll give him credit. He's looked decent. Yeah. He's kept, you know, Undair out and Undair's looked really good when he's played. Um, yeah. And, and then. then- they got the better, the best, better Saint-Étienne defender. The better yeah, Lafon is incredible. <laughs> and then, yeah, Saliba can't real. get a can't get a substitute appearance. I I really question that. We'll get into it, but yeah. Oh my god, um, they look so good against Spurs. He looked great. Fofana looks so good. He looks so confident in the way yeah. that he, because he's great with the ball and like how he turns and and gets a little bit of space. He's got a great passing ability. But on top of that, he defends incredibly. And that's what yes. you would expect to, to lack. Because he's also not huge, you know? No, no. It's more of how he uses his body, almost. And as a partnership with Johnny Evans, like, he's got that's the perfect. legs. Johnny Evans doesn't, has, clearly. Has uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the English mouth, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old English and game intelligence. We'll yeah, call you it. just need someone British on the team. So the commentators yeah. and the refs give you a little bit of something. <laughs> So uh, but uh yeah and then james justin they sold ben chilwell and that seemed like a big departure and it honestly doesn't seem like it's impacted them at all um and they have that other guy on uh castagne on the other side i think ricardo Pereira is going to come back from injury or is like working his way back mark albrighton can kind of fit in there they just seem even yeah, they seem the other guy thomas 
James Tom? No, not James Thomas. Something Thomas. And he's he's pretty good. He's like a 19-year-old who was playing oh, really? for them at the end of this last season. He's not – he's like the second choice behind uh, – I think he's on either the left or the right. Oh, Luke Thomas. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luke Thomas. That's it. Um, and he's really decent too. But, yeah, who knows? Like three years from now, they'll sell one of Justin or Castagna and suddenly he pops in, you know? Yeah. No, I mean it's it's not a bad system to have. Um, I was thinking to to your point. I think their defensive recruitment is absolutely insane. Like we're talking about the the wide backs. Obviously, there's Wesley Fofana, but even Soyuncu, who they got last season great. to replace, all of those all those center backs are better than uh, Maguire. You know, and it's yeah, like, no, and even Johnny Evans, who they bought from. I think it was West Brom when West Brom went down. He had a cause that he went for like four mil or something. <laughs> And he looks great. Yeah. Um, and Soinchu. And I, Arsenal were rumored with both of them and didn't do either. And then we're still playing Mustafi. And it's just like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I feel like I always just turn everything into that. <laughs> I, just, I do. It's a bad I see answer. a theme. I see a theme here. I'm in a, I'm in a rut uh, as a fan. Every, so team, to... every team is in contrast. Stark contrast. It Arsenal. is. Well, we're talking about the top of the table here. So... Uh, all right. Well, yeah, Leicester looked great. I think second is – they're in second right now. I could see them finishing second. I could see them doing top four, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think last season we thought the same thing up until – it was the restart, so that's tricky. But we'll see where they finish, you know. Wasn't there a complaint last year that they weren't doing it against big teams? I feel like this year they're doing it against Tottenham, Man City – they're, yep. they're getting results against the big guys. Yeah, they are. That's a good point. I think um, they play us this weekend. Uh, that should be a good game. Um, yeah, anytime they play, they're also fun to watch. And I love Brendan Rodgers supposedly turned down Arsenal um, before he went to Leicester. Um, and this is bringing it back, but I feel like it's relevant where he he seems like such a, a top coach. Um, yeah. And he was at Liverpool and did really well. They they you know fumbled that that uh, Premier League title and then the next season were seemed to be in a rut. Replaced him with Klopp and everyone kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and then he went to Celtic and won you know Scottish League, which no one really no offense, but like <laughs> Celtic won again. Um, doesn't really seem like you're you're getting your managerial chops there. Um, yeah, and then came to Leicester and proved it. Yep. So. We'll see where he goes next, but I could see they have a great young squad. I could see him being there for a little while. And yeah, it seems I, I agree with you. I think it's also a great personality match. Um, he seems to it's really true. like the players he has, but also like they seem kind of in tune. When I think of like Vardy, James Madison, that whole group of players, yeah. they seem to really like Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, and they seem to like to play with each other too. It's like a cohesive, and maybe that's what he brings. As a as a coach or manager, um, yeah, and I, I am curious when's Vardy, whenever that is in 10, 15 years, hangs up his boots. Um, just kidding, because he's like thirty five, but he seems to play forever. But like once they don't have him, he scores so many goals for them. Iniacho's not going to step up. They're not going to spend seventy. It's strikers a tough market. Probably some smart recruiting as they always do. But I'm curious how that plays out. You know. Um. Anyways, yeah. as long as they uh, to him, 
Okay. Manchester United. Let's move on to them in third. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about you're there, so it's deserved because, you know, United have, have won those games and got those points. Yeah. It seems a little lucky. There's just, I mean, we've talked about it so many times. There are so many games that if you go back through, like, and you start to chop off some of these points, like where we play against Brighton, we play terribly, don't deserve to get anything out of that game, and we walk away with three points. Like, there's there's so many games like that, I feel like, where I think I think we really are lucky to be where we're at. I think your luck is going to run out, but at the same time, like that kind of luck is what builds confidence. And I'm going to bring true. it back to Arsenal, where when you get an unlucky streak, you you feel like you can't win games and like, oh, things aren't going to go your way versus when they are. And there's kind of that confidence in like, oh, worst case, it's going to kind of break my way. Um, yeah. And I think I think United have that. And so I, I agree. It feels like you shouldn't be where you are, especially watching some of those games. The abysmal first halves, you're down 2-0. Oh. And then you score four goals, you know, randomly. Against um, Southampton, that one, like, West Ham. felt like we didn't deserve to get anything against Southampton, how bad that first half was. West Ham, probably even worse, I think you're right. Um, okay, Sheffield, we probably deserve to win that one, but we still just barely beat them 3-2. It's just, it's too tight of margins for me. And yeah. then, okay. So that in two goals against Sheffield, like, they don't really score a lot. What do you make about us, our, our game against Leeds? Um, I, it feels like classic Leeds to me where, I don't know, they seem like such a strong team, but they uh, they do, they don't seem strong defensively unless it's like the perfect game plan matchup where what they're doing, you know, it perfectly suited to who they're facing. They don't seem to change, to, you know, which I respect because they just play their game. Um. And there was at one point that I think it was Stuart Dallas's goal where he, the commentator like started laughing or something where it was just, you were saying it's so classic leads where they, they're down five or six, one or something like that. Yes. And then they score a, like a, they just play really expansive football and like score a ridiculous goal. And it's just like, no matter how most teams who are down that many, down that many goals in a game would like tighten up defensively and just try and stop conceding. And they didn't, they didn't do that. So, I mean, credit to them. I think you guys looked stronger for it. Um, but you know, it's, it's, I agree. I think it really flattered us. It's just like, they're so wide open that defense. Yeah. Like Phillips, Phillips had an awful game for them. Calvin. Yeah. Phillips, he, yeah, he I mean, he let McTominay do whatever he wanted on the pitch. Like that first goal, McTominay was alone, running running in into space. Uh, even the second goal, no one's really covering him. That probably should be Calvin Phillips covering him. He Maybe was running he, rampant. Scott, they made was, Scott McTominay look like the best midfielder in the world. And yes. I think he did. He had a great game. So I want to yes. give him all the credit for that. If he could play like that, and that's the type of player he is, you're set. Yes. Pogba leaves, you're set. Doesn't matter. Oh, I'd be so happy. And he had an incredible game. I'm so psyched yeah. for McTominay because I've been having my doubts, and I think I've voiced it too. Oh, yeah. And he, last season, I want to say, was maybe more beginning of last season, he was having more of those kind of games. Um, he's not that good. Yeah. 
but he he did kind of start this season and finish last season pretty poorly. And he's still young, so it's one of those things that like he's also homegrown. It's not like you spent a bunch of money on him, and yeah. not like a Fred where you're just waiting for him to come good. Um, also, you know, you know, leads are bad defensively when Dan James gets in on the on the action. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm back. No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> what a surprising start that was, by the way. Yeah. Did not expect to see him. He hasn't been a starting in the starting eleven for a while. I mean, we get this result, and then it's like, wow, what a master stroke! Ole got it perfect. A high energy team, and it was true. Oh. And we we did have a lot of. We were very high energy when I expected Leeds to be kind of dominating us early on, and especially yeah. the way we generally started games. I thought, like, oh goodness, this could be one where we're like two two zero behind by halftime again. Um, but no, we totally had great energy. Like this is also something I think that happens when Pogba's not in the starting lineup. Like yeah. Tom and Fred give you a lot more energy than, than Pogba would. And I know Pogba's had a couple good performances now, but I still still just don't like what he brings energy wise to, to the team. How do you um, feel about Ole's recent comments? Saying, oh, if we win titles, that'll keep players like Pogba here. Um, which feels like it's giving Pogba too much power, you know? And that he's a, he's a great player, but he hasn't been playing that great to the point that you need to win titles to keep him, you know? Always, I thought that was the question. He's an amateur coach. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to do. That's he, true. He gets these results on the back of having, I think, a pretty good squad. Like, I... Some people have come out and said, like, oh, United don't have a good squad. I look around yeah. I look around at other teams. I'm like, I one, there's the money spent on this squad, obviously, which is astronomical. I think they were even saying this, the numbers during the Leeds game, and it was absurd. It was like our starting squad, 400 million. The bench, like 200 plus million. Um, so there's fantastic players and a lot of investment that's gone into this squad. Um but I think that's what's driving us. I mean, we've got Bruno, who's who's just turned out to be a masterstroke of a signing. Um, yeah, I just, I still, going back to that, why was no one else going in for him? It seemed like there was no one else even in the running. There was not even, you always see rumors of like, oh, Sazbolowski from RB Salzburg. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. His stats were ridiculous, and his performances yeah. were ridiculous. Like he played a preseason game. Uh, that's so last season he played a preseason game for uh, Sporting against Liverpool, and dominated. Them. Oh, he looks great. Dominated yeah. them, and Klopp Klopp been... came out and said, "Was like, oh, I hope we, I kind of hope he doesn't end up at one of our rivals in in the Premier League or something to that effect." And sure enough, you know, come January, finally. Finally, we got got around to buying him. So maybe that is the difference. Maybe this, maybe it's as simple as that. Maybe this season is a season where we have Bruno for a full season. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's proved well enough that that he is that kind of player. So, and honestly, with Adam, I don't know where you all would be. But... <laughs> and you can begin to imagine. Yeah. Anyways, United third. Do you feel they'll finish third? Uh, no. Um, I think 
I think we will finish. And this is a tough, tough time to say it because I think the real crucial games for me are against Leicester coming up and against Liverpool. Once mm-hmm. I get those results and I see see how we how we do, you and react to those yeah, games. yeah, that's true. That, that especially the Liverpool one. The Liverpool one for me is is really okay. Is this is this a team that? Okay, doesn't always look great. Can't always motivate themselves against small teams, but then come Liverpool, it's a team that's really ro- raring to go. And okay, maybe Ole doesn't have the best tactics, but that doesn't really matter when you've got you've got a squad that that's able to deliver. I'm interested to see if if that's the case. My sense is we're going to be made to look a pretty average. Yeah. And I think even Leicester can make us make us look pretty average this weekend. They're just a well-drilled team with a proper manager. They're not going to be naive the way a team like Leeds are. They've got yeah. far more quality than a team like Sheffield. So those kind of performances for me aren't aren't indicative of how we'll do against against a Leicester and a Liverpool. I think I I I think we're going to finish if I had to Give it, I'd say we we could we could probably maybe sneak into the top four. I think more realistically, um, let's see, yeah, we I think we could finish fourth this season. I think we could finish fourth. Be respectful to finish. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. Well. In fourth place right now is is Everton, um, who. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were saying, oh, what happened? You know, they started so well, all this energy. Um, and then now they look great again, and they're, you know, in fourth place. And Ancelotti's trying to deliver on the promise he made to the, you know, to the board or whatever, which, I mean, I think. Um, crazy. It's crazy. Well, look at the game. So they had a, yeah. they lost to Leeds late November. Then they tied to Burnley. And then and you're next- thinking. Coming out of that, you're thinking like, oh, good. Rough. Rough <laughs> you're looking at these form. games that are coming well, okay. up. Even going back. So they, sorry, they tied to Liverpool mid-October, lost to Southampton, then lost to Newcastle, then lost to United, barely beat Fulham, lost to Leeds, tied Burnley. And you think, okay, that's a rough run of results. And then you're like, oh, God, the next fixtures are Chelsea, Leicester, and, and Arsenal. And is depending. I, <laughs> Sorry. Before anyone makes a comment, no, no, no. But like knowing where anyone is at that time, it's still like those teams. You feel like that game could go either way. Um, sure. And then they beat Chelsea, they beat Leicester, and they beat Arsenal. And then there's nine points, and they're in fourth place. And suddenly everyone's feeling great. Calvert Lewin keeps, you know, scoring goals. And that was maybe a question: Is it a lucky, you know, early patch of form? James is out. Dinier's out. What's what's gonna happen? Um, they look really good. Um, really they, I will say against Arsenal um, at the end there, it was pretty close. There were a couple, we had some really close chances. It wasn't like a you know a skate away. We won this handily. They they had some shaky moments, and for yeah. Arsenal to get that close to the goal means you're you're a little bit shaky. Um, well, but nonetheless, two yeah. zero against Leicester is a huge is a huge win. Uh, 1-0 against Chelsea is a huge win. wasn't a great game to watch, but, you know, three points is three points, and I think that's where Ancelotti's experience is huge, you know? Like, he's just that kind of of manager. Um, 
they don't let in a lot of goals. You know, they, no, they don't. I mean, they you, they've never lost like you know four four two or something like that. Um, at least I don't think. Let me before I eat my words. Uh, they're, they're well drilled. They really are. Yeah, I think most goals they let in was three against United. Um, but yeah, I mean, they look great. I think. Um, I'm curious to see. We talked about it all season, and I think we'll just keep talking about it till the end um, with just the depth and the longevity. You know, where will they be able to uh, to finish considering how many players they have that you would cons- kind of consider a, a top four team? Um, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I think they've – I think it's natural. He's only been there for, what, this is his first full season. They're going to go through, like, you know, waves. Um, but it seems like they've got a really good foundation built. Um, yeah. Players buy into the the game plan, and I think having a uh, going back to ours, uh, but having a manager like that who's won things, and it's like, hey, you you know, believe me, follow me in this. We can't you know, we can't start bringing it back to Arsenal because I I disagree on I like Arteta still. I do too, but all I mean is there's that belief that even if you're in a bad run of yeah. results right now, there's what a to belief. Do. He's been there before. It's Ancelotti. He's won yeah. the Champions League with three different teams. He's won the Premier League with Chelsea. Absolutely. Like I see what you're saying. There's that faith that this is going to work where there's still a little bit of a question mark with someone like Arteta that hasn't, you know, yeah. proven his, his stuff yet. But also um, can you imagine can you imagine if over the next transfer periods they are as effective brutal as they have been this past summer i mean yeah if if it Would seems that, like the boards oh seems like they have money to spend. yeah it seems like they have money to spend it seems like they know what kind of players they need um i wouldn't be surprised if they dipped in in january and in the summer and i think the biggest thing is like you they have some players who have value that they could get rid of i'm thinking like sigurdsson yep. bernard not a huge amount of money, but you could make right. it, you know. No, no, but they have some players that they could sell that someone would pick up, I would imagine. Yeah. But then on top of that, someone like Richarlison, who you might have said, oh, he's probably going to move on to something bigger and better because Marco Silva sucked. No longer. wasn't it. And now he's got, yeah, it's like, okay, so we true. can do something here. Um, so true. Yeah, and, I mean, they've really transformed. That pull factor of having Ancelotti as your manager suddenly attracts players you would never have dreamt of Alan, possibly. Alan attracting. would not have moved from Napoli to Everton. As Thomas, yeah, likewise. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll finish in top four this season, but I think they're they're suddenly in the mix consistently for yeah. the foreseeable future if they keep kind of this trajectory. You know, they were a little bit of a joke. With like, you know, Ronald Koeman, who seemed like he was a great appointment at the time. They backed him a lot and it didn't work out. Same with Marco Silva. Kind of promising managers who hadn't really done it yet. But you could see like, you know, transforming them. And then they went the other route and said, okay, let's get a proven one. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if he's, yeah. If he's there for a while and depending on who, you know, I don't know who they would get after. But it seems like they know they're they feel a bit more like an experienced team these days. Yep. yep I agree. Especially Fabian Delp. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's really behind all of this. Just yeah, that, yeah. that confident voice in the dressing room. You notice <laughs> as soon as they signed him, these all, everything started to turn around. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and, and surprisingly in fifth is Chelsea, where I think last episode they were, you know, fighting for, for top spot with Tottenham. Um, they still look very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's uh, – who's that lost to Everton? And I guess that was it. They really just lost to Everton and – uh, to kind of lost, lost to oh, Everton. Lost to Wolves, too. Yeah. Sorry. Lost to yeah. Everton. Yeah. And lost to Wolves. Tie um, with Spurs when they, that would have been the way to like, kind of like kick it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they've got such a, I feel like we talk about Chelsea a lot. They've got such a deep squad that. They do. They're like Frank Lampard. They, they play, you watch them going forward and the way they seem to have figured something out with the way that Conte is playing as the center defensive mid. He kind of, you know, he's Isn't it he simple him, though. Like, why would that take so long? <laughs> you why, know what he does. How many times does someone have to run by Jorginho before you realize that that's not that's not working? Oh my god! I I watched just a piece of the Chelsea West Ham game, and as soon as I turned it on, you just see Jorginho try and like boot it out from the back and like miss or something that just I think summed up perfectly. Uh, everything that's wrong with him, but um, yeah, I mean, Conte plays out of the back. You see, you see them playing out of the back with confidence. You know, winning the ball in their own box, and they break forward, and suddenly everyone's running and moving. And like, I think that's such a they've got the team. They've got the team for that. They've got fast, you know, wingers, strikers, midfielders who are all looking to get you know get yeah. the opponent's box. I will say though, I'm I'm becoming more and more of a believer in your thesis that they're not ready to contend this season. No, I don't think so. And it's, to me, it's funny. I would have assumed that it's maybe instability at the back. that They weren't quite solid, that they still needed some pieces at the back to keep it solid. I don't think that's it. I think it's surprisingly. They're forward. (laughs) Erner and Havertz. Yeah. I, I, you know, you spend seventy-two million on a player. It feels like a familiar amount for for some of us out there. <laughs> and you expect kind of a uh, you expect someone to make an instant impact, and he yeah. really doesn't. He's young, young, younger than than Havertz, someone else. Yeah, yeah, Havertz is young. Yeah, so that's who I was talking about. Um, so I'm sure he's still going to be a great player, but yes. he really time. looks he really looks mediocre these days. I don't get why Frank is playing as playing him as much as he is. Maybe it's cuz Ziyech was injured for a little bit is is injured for a little bit here because to me I didn't expect him to be playing as much as he has been in in the league this season. Cuz he's yeah. so young. I mean, he's 20. He's not 20-year-old center attacking mids is it's just not a thing at top contending teams. You just don't see it. You know, it, it takes a while to get to 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 really like master master that that position. I don't. I, I didn't expect him to be ready yet. Um, the guy that I'm more surprised is struggling is Werner. I would have expected him to come up he's, with goals immediately. And he started so well, um, but he uh, it doesn't look likely. Yeah, I mean, he he at the end of the West Ham game, he hit the post. He had an assist, I think, in that game. He seems he's I don't know what it is. It just with him, it doesn't feel like the chances aren't there. You know, he runs at him, he makes he makes chances. You you feel like that's going to change this at some point. I just kept saying that though, and I've now we're on 
been, week. been a while now. Yeah, and I'm like, he's creating a lot of chances. Great movement. Okay, finish. No. Okay, yeah. finish. No. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, they, to be honest, you would think that they're still scoring goals, so not trying to discredit that, but you would you would think that the forward line is their last kind of worry. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, kind of, okay, what's going to be new goalie, Thiago Silva, all new defensive line, like what's that going to look like? And they look really great defensively. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to shape up. Where does Werner kind of fit? Where does Abraham fit into that equation? doesn't feel like they have that figured out yet. And no. they, I think Lampard proves that with how many times he seems to change throughout the season. Does um, Tammy scoring two goals uh, change your mind about him? No. <laughs> Me neither. No. Uh, yeah, I don't see him being like a top, top. I mean, look, last season he was, for part of the season, he was like a top forward where he was, he had, he had like, you know, 12 goals in 20 games or something like that. That was just enough to say And the goals he was getting. It looked, it had a, an air of like experience about the goals, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't see that anymore. It's and I, and I, if that doesn't start, eventually it's like, okay, he's gone three seasons since he had a decent season. I also, I just, what, I don't know what it is about him as a player. I dislike so much. I just, yeah. I, every time he misses something or someone, God forbids, decides to take the chance on him themselves. He his hands are in the air. Why didn't you pass to me? Like, oh, I should have should have gotten that pass. Like, that's one yeah. thing. If you're a top top striker and you're scoring yeah. every game, and like, yeah, yeah, okay, we should always be trying to find, you know, Luis Suarez. We should always be trying to yeah. find this guy, Ronaldo. Yeah, he is not that guy. Yeah, no, that, that's very true. Uh, and I don't know, you know, he seems to be in between, not sure what kind of striker he is. You know what I mean? Like he's not great at heading. He's not like he's got a mean foot. He's not really a poacher either. He's decent at build up play. He's just kind of like, he's got a little bit of speed cause he's young right now, but yeah, if that fades with time, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how, where he ends up. He, I mean, he could have, he could have a good few years here though. Like if he really they could sell him to a team like Palace for a lot of money pretty soon. I think you know what I mean. Like some some lower Premier League team could come calling, like yeah. like they do um, for yeah. kind of the the fringe players at the top clubs and spend twenty five, thirty five, forty five mil on them. And you know maybe that's the best bet. And just say, look, he's not what we want, and we have Werner, and we can find. Someone I think they. I think they'd rather they'd rather see him fail and stay on their bench than do that because of what happened to Lukaku. Uh, that's a good point. They learned their lesson, hopefully. Like even even if you end up having a player who you don't monetize and never becomes something, that's better off than the risk of just being humiliated the way the way that some of those other deals have worked out. Like yeah. especially Lukaku. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, we'll see. I mean, Chelsea, I think, are a top team. So where do they finish? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they beat out uh, Everton in the top four. Um, and where did you have us in, in the top? Man United in the top four. Uh, I, I'm gonna say fifth. At fifth, okay. So Chelsea, I could see that. No, I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah, and I was thinking. The- I was thinking okay. 
if he could finish third and maybe we sneak in fourth is my I'm, I'm sure you were thinking that. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Tottenham will get third. Um, I think, or maybe, I think Leicester are going to be, I think it's going to be Liverpool, Leicester, Chelsea, Tottenham. Oh, wow, Man City, shit. Well, that's the other problem. We God, have Man City, who's got a game in hand at 22 Man City are not going to not be on top four. There's just yeah. no way. Pep, Pep doesn't play that shit. That is um, interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll get to Man City in a little bit. Yeah, okay, so next is Tottenham. Yeah. Who, I think last time we were recording, we're, we were saying, look, they're, they're top of the table with Reason, and look how good Kane and Son are, and they still are very good, but... That was the North London Derby against Arsenal. They won 2-0. It was all that talk. They tied Crystal Palace 1-1, lost to Liverpool, and then lost to Leicester. And suddenly yeah. it feels more – it's funny how quick things can change. It feels more it's like – incredible, isn't it? You're like, oh, Mourinho's team, you know, can you win like that as a counterattack? It's team? incredible. You know? um, they, they still look great. So um, I, I, but I think Leicester just did yeah. it better in that game, right? Like – I, I'm starting to have uh, some flashbacks of Mourinho's time at United. Obviously not as bad. Obviously not nearly the same. But That'll happen next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just – I feel like what happens to them is they, they, got, they got into this grinding out mentality of like get one goal ahead, sit back, defend with all everything you've got. You're not that good. Just get the goal and defend and like get yes. the points and get the hell back home. Yes. Uh, and yeah, the problem is holding the them back. Yeah, no, but now there's also I think all the I think with that confidence comes like I think what Mourinho was getting out of them was like you guys need to work harder because you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then there was all the belief like, oh my God, we could be I think some player even came out and said it was like we're gonna go for the, you know, the title challenge this season. I feel like it was yeah. dire. And then suddenly they're, you know, it's not working. They jinxed it. I love it. I love it so much. Eric Dyer, you jinxed it, buddy. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that game against Crystal Palace for me was a prime example of that. They go up 1-0, and they're like, immediately. Like, why? You're playing Crystal Palace. You can destroy them. You can beat them 3-0. And and in the beginning, they looked really good. And then as soon as they – Yeah, that's 1-0 is not always enough to put the game away, you know. No. It's too easy for teams to squeak out a goal, especially in the age of VAR, where you, you know, 80, 80th minute plus, you know, there's going to be a VAR goal. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Well, and, then, and I think, like, going to their team, you know, Mourinho seems to have his kind of, like, 11, you know, or, like, his squad that he likes for, for the Premier League. Yeah. And Serge Aurier worked his way back in and even displaced Reguilon, who's looked great. But then against Leicester, gave away that, Wait, you know, they're on opposite sides. Reguilon's left, uh, Aurier's right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who's their other out wing back? Don't know. But yeah, that became... That, me, I think that became... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you're totally right. But yeah, uh, Aurier has worked his way into the team because you're right, Mourinho disliked Aurier completely. He, he like, when he joined... I think I don't trust you. Yeah, you're gonna go and he still does. he look, he's he's had some really good, good games, and then that changed. That's all I was really getting at. But yeah. Um, oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, I'm curious. I I think I 
Mourinho, it seems like razor edge at all times. It's either like it's perfect and it's working and like Hoijberg's the signing of the season or, you know, they're going to finish outside the top four and it's just kind of classic Mourinho stuff these days. I don't think he's anymore like a, a, a league winning coach. Last time he won the league with a team was with Chelsea in 2014, 15, maybe. Something like that. Um, which is a while ago now. Yeah. And like he won the Europa League with you guys. I think he won the FA Cup with you, with United. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So we'll see. I will. I never, I mean, I never thought they were going to win the Premier League. Um, but yeah. And now I really don't think so. I had, I had my doubts, as I mentioned in the previous episode, where like, oh God, they look pretty fucking good. Yeah. But it's, we talked about it. Kane and Son. You can't rely on just two players. Yeah. The whole, the whole season. Oh man, I the one person I really feel for is is Bergwin. Like he had just golden opportunities against Liverpool. Could have totally changed. And like if I I think if they win that game, I think that oh, pushes them on. Yeah. And yeah. Just oh, hits the post, puts it slightly wide. Uh, he seems to be great, though. I really like him as a as a player. He's like the Lucas yeah. Mora that could have been. <laughs> yeah, what he could have been, what Mora could have been. Yeah, like a kind of a winger forward who's not just an out and out winger, but can play as a striker, but isn't necessarily you know that. Um, yeah, he's young still, so there's plenty of hope. He looks great, but yeah, I'm curious. I think Tottenham. Um, I'm going to change it up. I don't think Tottenham finish in top four. I think it's Liverpool, Leicester. Uh, Chelsea and Man City, not in that order. Got it. Um, yeah, I think Tottenham finished outside of the top four, along with United. Along with United, in my humble opinion. Honestly, I I'll say it again. I hope you're right. I've said it before. I I'll say it again. I hope you're right, just so Oli's out. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, top four in Europa League semifinal. Is that enough to keep his job? Top four might be, unfortunately, because I think mm. I, I've said it. That is that is the silverware these days. I don't think Woodward. I don't think Woodward has incentives or the. I think he has the guts. I don't think he has the incentives to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, but if we finish outside the top four and we got humiliated the way we did in the Champions League. I think that that would have to be that would have to be too much. You hope so, but you've seen what what teams hold on to for coaches. We have we have seen <laughs> that. Um, all right, Man City. You know they're in eighth right now. They've got a game in hand, so they could easily jump up to to looks like. Uh, oh, I didn't say what I think. Up. I didn't say oh. what I think for Spurs, but I agree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, Man City, they're in eighth place. They have a game in hand, though, so they win that, and they could go as far as third. So that's how close the table is. Eighth, I think, is no no one believes that's where they're going to wind up. Um, And they seem to have found their stride again. You know, they look look good. Aguero's coming back. Jesus is, you know, he is what he is, but they seem to be figuring it out regardless of him. their defense looks great. They finally have like a, I think a good squad to rotate through. Um, 
Stones is finally playing, which is weird, and he looks really good. Him and him and Diaz. Um, I was talking to someone about this, where it's weird how the center back pairings are are like that, where Stones is a bum for years and years and years and years and years, and then you pair him with Ruben Diaz, and suddenly he looks like a like a solid player. Um, and I don't, I think Ruben Diaz is a great player, but I don't think it's like the Van Dyke situation where anyone you put next to him looks good. It's more like that relationship seems to work really well. You know, Diaz and, and Ake didn't seem great. I'm sure Ake and Stones wouldn't be great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They seem to have found their stride. Mendy's fit. Reconcelo looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Zinchenko plays sometimes. Kyle Walker, you know. Like Defensively, I agree. Defensively, they look really, really good. Um, I It's just going forward, right? They're missing a little something. Yeah, well, they're missing Aguero, I think, is what it is. It's that they've got great midfielders, defensive and attacking. Um, you know, Fernandinho probably maybe over after this season. Maybe they just need another Argentinian. Someone small. Someone <laughs> small and agile and extremely, extremely uh, good. And who's yeah. maybe, maybe knows Pep's style of play. I don't know. Leonard, if, Leonard if just out there. <laughs> I have less and less confidence that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who their next players. I've seen – you always see rumors about Erling Holland. Uh, I think he's bad played for City. Got to go for someone in, in January. Or the next I – mean, maybe they can squeeze it out till next summer, but it is – Jesus is not the answer. Aguero's getting up there and his contract's running out. Like, they do need – I waste another year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still in Champions League. You're still you're still within touching distance of the top of the Premier League, right? I mean, they're right now they're in eighth, but they're they've got a game in hand and they're on twenty three points. Add, add you know, assuming they win that game in hand, they're at twenty six points, which puts them tied with you, uh, you know Everton United uh, in third. I <sighs> yeah okay, but who 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 sells a top striker in January unless well, it's some hidden gem? Well, that's that. I mean, I I agree. I think for a really top top striker, the only one I could see would be Messi, because Barcelona are Not broke are the brokest club on earth right now. I think they're they're gonna yes, but they're gonna figure some weird yeah financial. Maybe. Uh, the Messi wants out in the summer anyways. Why wouldn't you no, he take... Came, did you hear the recent comments? He came out and said he's like, look, that was a tough time over the summer, but I'm totally committed these days. And like, no, you should read. You should read his quote. Okay. Huh? You think he'll stay at Barcelona? I think he might. I think he would. Yeah, I think I think he would. Wow. Okay. Um, if he doesn't, he's not leaving in January. I think that's silly to think that one Barcelona would accept him. Really I'm biased. I, I know. just. I know. I want it. Like, you. it's I, a better league. I hate Man City, but. I would love to see Messi in the Premier League. He'll get there. He'll if he goes, it'll be in the summer. Bar- Barcelona aren't going to accept a fifteen million dollar bid they're for broke. the best player, and it, it's a joke. They're, they're on the edge they, of bankruptcy. They would go bankrupt before they did that, just out of that, that might, Catalan pride. There's no way they sell Messi for fifteen mil. I think. Well, the, the next in line, the next in line said, from a financial perspective, I would have sold Messi in the summer. Well, they would have let him go because the right was to terminate the contract. No one was going to pay no, for him. No, no. He said, 
we should have monetized Messi during the summer. Well, that's one candidate who says, you know, they all say outlandish. Someone says they're going to, you know, bring back Xavi if they have to cut off his own knees to do so. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like these guys say ridiculous things. Of course they do. I don't think he's going to Man City. Um, and not to get too <laughs> off topic, they do need a striker. No, they but need- I think that is very off topic because if something like that did happen, that if- would – yeah, 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 it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. They're not getting him in January. Messi are so, I mean, Man City are so rich, they could go out and totally change the game. I tell you what. And it's not necessarily Messi, but they could go out there and they get could. They could. They, they don't care about financial fair play. They've proved No, that. no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's tough to prize. Like, strikers are a hot commodity. And to pull one away from someone in the middle of a season where everyone's kind of struggling for goals – it seems like it's a tough ask is all I'm saying. A lot of it's always players tough. will just say they want to finish out their you know, whatever season. Unless it's someone like Holland who left Salzburg at the time that they got knocked out. And it was like, look, we're going to cash out in January. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of those going on right now. And we've talked about it also that we don't necessarily trust Guardiola to go get the striker that they need. The he's boy, not, yeah. He doesn't, he, he's not someone that will operate. He's not that. a Giroud fan to say. Exactly. It would be very, it would be going against the grain to go get a striker, like an out striker, Holland type striker. Yeah. And to be honest, I will say for Man City, that seems to be the only weak point right now. Yeah. They, they're so, they're so stacked and that's years of smart recruitment and, that's that's what I'm saying because defensively their goals against is incredible so far this they season. They look great. They look better defensively than they have in a long time. And so solid back there. You thought with Otamendi leaving they might be a mess. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Man City finish. Uh, I think I said second early in the season. I still think second. Um, yeah, I I Liverpool, Man I City. Agree. I agree. Uh, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. Everton. No, I already mixed it up. I think Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Leicester. Um. Anyway, so that's the top kind of, you know, six or seven at the moment. We can we can scroll on down to fifteenth to talk a little bit about Arsenal. Um, Brighton, Burnley. Oh no, Arsenal. Got it. Oh yeah, they're close though. It's, it's an easy <laughs> mix up. <laughs> Between, yeah, uh, below Leeds but above Fulham, because that helps paint the picture. Uh, yeah, it's rough, man. I will say it's it's starting to get to the point where it's it's like a rock slide, where it's just how do you stop this? Every game, they, you go out and you watch them and you're like, it just doesn't give you confidence. And I think, I don't know what to think. It's hard to watch. I'm going to say that. It's tough to watch. Um, and it's hard to see with a player like Aubameyang where I think you start to see it go through his mind of like, what the fuck did I do? I could have gone to, you know, X, Y, or Z club. And now I'm like, you know, struggling here and we can't even get like a shot on goal all game against a very mediocre team. You know, it's just, it's, it's tough. I don't know what the solution is. I don't think anyone really does. It's a weird combination of i think the squad the club mentality the morale the novice coach like it's just a weird and i think it's going to be one of those things where it's like look two years from now 
hopefully we can look back on it and say that was a that was a tough time, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't I, think there's any fix that's going to happen this season in terms of we're going to make even Europa League. You know what I mean? I think. Oh no, that I think I agree. I think that might be out of the picture. But could you still have a decent run through the end of the season? Um, I I agree. I think Europa League's probably. No, but if we can get top, if we can get 10th or above, that's fine with me at this point. Yeah, totally. The table's so tight. Look, we're, like I said, Everton went on that run of three wins. And you're like, oh, suddenly they're top four. And like, oh, wow, look at Everton. Oh, my God. And that's all it takes, right? But we consistently break down at the opportunity to to take those chances. Um, Well, let's, let's just go back to the last game against Everton. What did you make out of that game? I thought we came out into that game hungry. Like the way the game started, I really liked. And then I think the Arsenal team were were on at halftime. Uh, at the half, they came on um, uh, like early. They came on like before the halftime whistle blew and they were like, you know, getting ready to go again. Yep. I thought it was some soft goals to give away. I didn't like not having Gabriel in the game. Um, oh my goodness yeah that was a rough one rob holding he seems fine but you know it's like we went down with the own goal and it was like that's unfortunate fought yeah. back got the penalty back, yes and that was great and, and then Maitland niles was huge in that which he looked like, great. at that point in the game i'm shouting at my tv like why does bellarine play in this team yeah no he looked Maitland niles looked great and today in the we're not going to the care about cup but he looked pretty beat by the end he was just Gave away a ball and was jogging back, and that made me think, like, ooh, maybe he doesn't start against Chelsea just based on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then Yerry Mina got the corner, got the goal from the corner kick. Oh, that was rough. It was, a, it was a tough one to concede. Oh, who was it that was – it was Pepe. Somehow Pepe was put to the task of, of covering. He's huge, dude. That guy is huge. He's way bigger. As if Pepe was ever going to be able to block him. Or there's all these there's I was listening to all these ridiculous pundits saying, well, what Pepe has to do there is block Yeri Mina's run. Pepe block Yeri Mina's run? On what in what universe does that happen? He yeah. should be man marked by either a holding or a David Luiz or someone. He's clearly Something their else. biggest threat. Yeah, it was it was tough, and at the end we really fought back. And Saka was doing yeah. literally everything. Um, got really close to the goal in the end, you know. And that I liked that kind of spirit. Like it's, I we needed a, a win, um, but at that point to tie against them in the last minute would have been something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, it's hard because it's like I'd like some of what I'm seeing, um, and I know well, it is just a patience thing, but. Part the of me one, feels like go for the it. What? I was going to say the one good news though, Martinelli coming on the pitch in the seventieth minute. He looked incredible. Yes. Instantly turned the game around, and I don't know if you saw the Carabao Cup game today, but he was everything for us in the first half. Had a vicious tackle and like got a pretty bad shin. Uh, <sighs> in, yeah, it was. Well, to be honest, it scared the living shit out of me because uh, it was a it was a great through ball from Willick today. Martinelli's run down the wing. City goalkeeper comes out and slide tackles and gets the ball, but like carries through. Mm. And then you see Martinelli rolling on the ground, but you see 
it turned out to be a shin pad, but like it was on the back of his leg. <laughs> so it looked like just a snapped like bone or something. And I was about, I was like, just, I almost wanted to cry. I just felt so bad for him. He like came back, was playing so well, waited so long. And then just, so it doesn't seem to be a horrific injury at all. Um, it was so just, it, it was a bad might, Okay, good. So he, he might be back in the Premier League pretty soon. Yeah, I don't think against Chelsea, but based on the injury, it just seemed like it was like a, a deep bruise and like cut from like a, you know, like a cleaned kick to the shin from a sliding goalie who's running, Ew. you know. Yeah, such a relief. But he looks great when he comes back. I think, I think Partey, he might be your best, best attacker right now. No, he is. Him and Saka. It's like them two. I saw 20 That's, minutes of him against uh, Everton, and I was like, wow, okay. That's everything okay. we need. Just that that drive, right? Like that yeah. kind of energy. And that's where I don't – look, I think if we had fired Arteta, got a new coach, there would be some sense of rejuvenation of like, okay, let's – you know, there's that kind of new energy. Yeah. But the, the problem's deeper than that, you know, and they have to – they have to, you know, cut out the rot. Yes. And that's what we're doing right now, and you're just going to have to sit in it for a little bit. And I feel for – you know, players like Aubameyang and Partey who maybe felt deceived <laughs> in terms of like, we finished strong last season and it was like, oh great, yes, I'm super down to join this kind of exciting up and coming thing. And then they just arrive and like, oh my God, it's a mess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's way worse than I thought it was. But they're part so, of it. They, I mean, they are right now. Themselves, right? Aubameyang can't, I, I'd be really disappointed if Aubameyang was looking at this as like, oh, there's a mess at Arsenal, like, how disappointing, like, you're central to that. Yeah, I mean, he needs to, he needs to step up, but it's like, I don't know, how much can the guy do? He's been, he's been doing it all on his own for so long. It is more of like a, look, it's, we have players coming up with contracts. There's clearly players that Arteta doesn't want at the club anymore. The two being Socrates and Ozil, obvious. They're on decent-sized contracts. Um, Mustafi, to some extent. Mustafi's in there. Kalisinec is in there. Um, we'll see where Chaka winds up. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine now he's pretty done with Chaka. I would hope so. Um, he's also doesn't seem that great anymore. Like he just, he's very yeah. passive. We have too many passive. He's on loan. Really, he should be sold. Just sell him. Yeah, well, Berlin will want to buy him. Hopefully. Um, so we're in the middle of. I think it's like this is a transitionary period. We get. I think it's going to be not this January. I think there'll be a, a one or two signings this January that help. We get a little bit of a groove back, clear out the Deadwood next summer, make some smart signings, um, and just start fresh next season. And I think this season just has to be a wash. And Europa League is still like, we're, you know, we did really well in Europa League. Um, not saying much, but all I mean is like, it's not, look, we make a run in the Europa League, we stay so, up in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. And win, win the Europa League and go go to Champions. That'd be huge, right? Like that could that should be the focus. Ourselves, but <laughs> no, no, no. But we need to win. We need to win games. So it, it's. I don't know what the problem is exactly. Everyone's like, oh, we need an attacking. Mid-. It's like we don't. We're not going to sign an attacking midfielder and just like, oh, great, we're we're back. You know, like it's. I think it would help a lot, but I agree. It's, yeah, it would help a lot. And honestly, at this point, with Ozil. They talked about maybe unfreezing him. Why the fuck not, man? He's if you're not, he's gonna, he's gonna leave in June anyways. He's gonna leave in June anyways. Just bring him into the fucking games. Unless you're signing a center attacking mid in January, 
you've got to you've got to bring him into the Carabao Cup game against Man City or something. Yeah. See what he can do. Yeah, just give him a chance. You know, like at this point, what do you have to lose? Or at least Emil Smith Rowe. <laughs> gotta give credit for his stubbornness. <laughs> I do. No, and I like that because Ozil's right. done it. Ozil's yeah. done it over and over again, and it's just yeah. finally to say like you know enough of that. So I, I'm I'm all for that. But at this point, when we're eating losses game in game out it is it makes you question a little bit and that's what i talked about with ancelotti and the you know the 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 experienced coach and like if this guy comes in who's won stuff with city as an assistant which is great and he seems very smart and everyone talks very highly of him but there's something about that confidence that we're lacking and i think it's that level of like all we've done is won an fa cup which we did with Wanger in 2017. Everyone said, okay, he's washed up. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, That's a good point. It should have been. Doesn't count. Two trophies. FA no. Cup should have been. But the end of last season was so good. It was how we won the FA Cup that really did it. Just the FA Cup, and then you go off against Liverpool, win that. You're just like, how do you not take that confidence into the next season? Well, so I was looking at um, – I was looking at our fixtures just throughout this season and that's where it's just tough. So like we started out against Fulham, won that handily, then West Ham, which was like great. I was like, okay, then we have Liverpool, Sheffield, um, Man City, Leicester, Man United. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a tough run. Lost Liverpool, beat Sheffield. Great. We're still on track somewhat. Lost to Man City, lost to Leicester. That's tough. We beat Man United, and it was like, you know, king of the castle. Um, and we're back, and, like, we're fighting, and we're ready for this season. Lost to Villa handily at home. Embarrassing yeah. game. Tied with Leeds with that stupid red card. Lost to Wolves. So true. Um, when you go back through those games, the Villa one probably hurts the most. That's what That's what did it. And then we lost to Wolves then lost in the North London Derby, then lost to Burnley, then tied Southampton with a red card. Um, and we had a red card against Burnley. And then we we had a decent game against Everton. And when you look at it like that, it does feel, I hate what Arteta's saying, but it does feel a little bit like it's it's not unlucky. But you watch each of those games, and it's like, man, that really could have gone another way outside of Villa. Outside of Villa, um, so it's it's. I do have faith, and that's what I think. I'm just I'm just holding out. Where like, look, I'm gonna watch the games, and I'm not yep. expecting a victory. Um, I would love one, but like, I'm just you know waiting for him to kind of. It's a slow process. Yep. Did you like those comments that were made about the transfer periods and how I those love periods? those comments. Yeah. They're ready for, and that you better be, man. This and also like when like I said, there's players whose contracts are expiring. There's players What were who, the exact we, comments that they huh? made? I, what were the comments exactly that he was making if do you remember? About the transfers? Yeah. He said I'm ready uh, he said Arsenal are ready for the next two transfer windows. Of course we can't um He's like, of course, you know that you you don't know, but like we know the positions we want. Working with Edu on that, um, and we're gonna do everything. Like we've done the planning, so sometimes you can do, sometimes you can't. Edu deals with that, and I'm gonna focus on the games. But like we talked about what that positions we need. Yeah, and I think that's where it is. It's like okay, as bad as we look right now, you have to give him till January, at least, right? You have to, and then if you give him till January, you gotta let him. 
spend time with that new squad. I don't know. It's it's a tough time. Um, if you drop into the bottom three. If we drop into the bottom three, the issue is Sam Iyer days already went to West Brom. So I don't know who we call <laughs> I don't know who we call at that point. Um, yeah, it's rough. I mean, I, I, I don't think we're going to drop that that low. And to his point, like, we don't look as bad as, no. you know, Fulham. Fulham actually look pretty good these days, but we don't look as bad as Sheffield. Say it's, a, it's, a, it's the toughest. It's got to be the toughest league I can. It's the toughest the Premier League has been. I can remember. Like it's, I honestly, the shocking part is, if Arsenal in March were in the top six, like I wouldn't even be that surprised. It's <laughs> yeah. that no, but it's that close in numbers. It is. It is. We go up and run. We're we're ten points behind sixth place. You know what I mean? And we're in fifteenth. Yeah. It's not unrealistic to think. I mean, looking at the games, yes, it's unrealistic. But all I mean is, I agree. statistically, it could happen. Some things go your way, and a little know. bit of luck, a um, little bit of some players trying a little harder, maybe. But um, sure. neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the top eight teams as we highlighted them at the beginning of this podcast. Um, the four kind of ones that are in in and around the mix. Villa, Southampton, West Ham, Wolves. West Ham are the and Southampton are kind of the shockers for me. Villa, we said had a great window. West Ham seemed a little odd. Still looking pretty good. Villa I still didn't expect to be this high. Yeah, no, me neither. Um but yeah, I mean I think it's this happens every season where there's some kind of underdog somewhere in there that is surprising. Um there's four this time, but Southampton looked like they could be the real deal. So many. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. But out of those four, if you had to say any one of them, who, who who's top four? If someone sneaks yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um I'd go for I'd go for Southampton. Yeah, I would say the same. My reason uh, is um they have they're Defensively, pretty solid. I like Vestergaard and Bednarek. They look really solid. Uh, McCarthy, okay. Um, but the biggest thing for me is they have goals from all over the team. They do. And Danny Yang still scores a lot. So they, they don't overly rely on him. Yeah. Che Adams scores a lot. Stepped up Ward Prowse from freaking free great. kicks. Their midfield's great. Romeo, yeah. who Armstrong, I do love. Armstrong can score goals. Yeah. Romeo, to your point, Walcott is really suddenly solid. scoring some goals. Walcott scoring some goals. And then on set pieces, they're so dangerous because who can stop Vestergaard? No one. He's, he's a Never freak, right. dude. <laughs> Go back to the Jack and the Beanstalk story. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah. No, they do. And yeah, I don't know. West Ham look good, but I don't. I just don't believe that they're going to. With Holler at up top, I just don't believe they're going to be able to to stay no. at the level they're at right now. And Antonio, Holler. Look, Holler is so bad. Did you see his goal? Yeah, it, uh, bicycle kick? It, it just makes his career more comical to me. Yeah, no, he's like uh, Andy Carroll scored a similar goal for them. It's like it's you know two one out of two goals the whole season. It's like a ridiculous bicycle kick, which is like that's great. But we kind of need you to just tap some in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How about 
if your first touch could be, you know, within a few feet of your <laughs> yourself, that would be great. If it didn't go like ten feet away every time, yeah, that, that would, would be nice. Tremendous. Yeah. And poor Jared Bowen just like sprinting down the lane. <laughs> like, I'll cross another one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Jared Bowen, an interesting player. We, great. We, I we like, like Yeah. Um so yeah, well, I think it would also be them for you. Yeah, no, Southampton for me. If not Southampton, I want to say, uh, I want to say, kind of toss up. So Wolves, I think honestly, if that guy Fabio Silva comes, good. He looks, he looks solid. He doesn't seem like a lethal goal scorer, but the way that he plays seems very. Uh, suddenly, once he started playing, Potence right started scoring a lot. Neto started scoring a lot. I think he links. Good move. Yeah. He's young. I think he's got like he seems pretty. He could just. I wouldn't be surprised if he clicked on. Is all I mean. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's true. I look at him and I'm like, ooh, maybe it's just the hair, but I think of a young Cavani or a young Forlan. They used yeah. to, you know, Cavani was this skinny little dude, like, uh, like, uh, like Fabio Silva was at at his age, and then he just became this like just really beef up. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. Right. And then Villa, it's honestly Grealish, where I think is it when he's when he's in top gear, it's just like, you know, second to none. Um, and he did it all previously. Ali Watkins needs to keep doing what he's doing a bit more. Um, but like when, when I think it's just, I mean, it's hard because he's he's on his own somewhat. You know, they have a decent squad. Barkley's out injured. Um, but I think when when Grealish is really going, like it's. It's a scary sight. It seems like they can really yeah. take on any team. They would be my second pick for sure. Yeah. Um, man, what I would kill for a player like really. Oh, we've said it before. We'll say it again. That would change the game. That would you. be the smartest $72 million investment, you know? <laughs> player swap, please, please. Oh, my God. What a joke. Uh, um. Anyways, yeah, so that's that's kind of where we are right now. I think um, two questions for you. Um, looking at top scores right now, it's Salah with 13, Calvert Lewin, Son Kyung-ming, and Jamie Vardy with 11. Uh, Kane, Bamford, Fernandez with nine. We can go down the list, but who do you think is going to finish uh, top score this season? Salah. Salah. Yeah, I'm going to say so as well. And then I think he just goes, so goes to Barcelona. Um, and then, okay, and then let's just Boxing Day. Big game. Big day for games. Um, and Sunday, I guess, too. But uh, let's do a prediction. Leicester United, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, say Leicester 2-1. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. I think Fernandez gets a bullshit penalty. <laughs> um, and then left a trailing leg there. <laughs> oh, oh no, he blew on me. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is this. No, I'm not gonna say. It. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Chelsea win. Yeah, I've said it every time, and now I just I can't anymore. I'm gonna say Chelsea win two two one, no three one. 
I want Martinelli to be back, and if he's back, I want to hope for you guys. But if I'm being realistic, <laughs> if I'm just being honest with myself, Chelsea, yeah, and I'll go for a two-one. You fight really hard, though. You fight really, yeah. really hard. <laughs> Our tent is proud of the boys. Um, all right, and then last one: uh, Wolves, Spurs. Uh, Spurs 1-0 because I don't trust Wolves to score. I respect that. I'm going to agree with you. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. (laughs)